Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys, so this is the Friendly Bear Book Club, and today I have... I'm going to go over James Altucher's book, uh, Trade Like a Hedge Fund. I have the book right here. As you can see, it's an old school book of uh, Altucher. So he's um, this. he wrote the book in 2004. Uh, so let's, let's see. So a little bit about James Altucher, if you don't already know. He's written about 20 books. Um, he has a podcast. He's, he's known for a podcast these days. Uh, a couple of newer books like Choose Yourself, which is a really good book. I'll probably review it eventually. Um, and The Power of No, among others. Like him and his, so now him and his wife, they do like a daily podcast thing and they constantly are doing like these projects. They're really cool. Uh, he has a, I think he has a chapter in Tim Ferriss's book, um, Tools of Titans. Another great book. I'm going to go over that one for sure. He's a chess master, he has a 2200 rating. You know, this guy is like, this guy is like, like a beast. Uh, yeah, he's written 20 books. So he made 15 million in 1998 through 99. And then he lost it all. And then like he, you know, he got himself together. Uh, you know, started creating a lot more rules, more discipline. And he came back super strong. Um, this book was written in 2004. The hedge fund book. Um, and I think he was working at a hedge fund at that time. But let's see. What else? Uh, yes, 2004. So he goes over the secretive financial world of uh, of the hedge funds. You know what I mean? And people, so he, in the introduction of the book, he talks about how people in the industry were, were, they weren't too happy that he was talking about the hedge fund industry. And it's interesting. So I, I found out about James Altucher from uh, Tim Sykes, right? Because they were friends. They used to do a lot of uh, the older videos together. And they were like really good friends. And uh, Tim was in the hedge fund industry. I think Tim was after, like, he, he came later, if I'm not mistaken. Or it might have been at the same time. Who knows? I That's something I, I could have asked him, you know. But anyway, uh, when I interviewed him. But um, <clears throat> Tim was also in the hedge fund world. And then he left it and then wrote a book on the tell-all, you know. And James, this book is more like strategic stuff. So it's actually it's really interesting in that way. Um, at the time, Altucher was a contributor of TheStreet.com. Uh, what else? He comes. The book is all about twenty trading systems and strategies. So he goes over, you know, a lot of the stuff, the strategies. I don't know. It's, it doesn't really apply. Also, like the way I trade for sure with the small short selling small caps, it doesn't really apply. But you always get like nuggets of information from these. These are really good traders, good books, good information that's solid. You get to see the the breakdown of how they came about, the research. Um, it's interesting. I think it's it's a good book to read. Uh, I got the used version for like five bucks on Amazon a while back. Uh, I read it. I read it when uh, about two years ago, 
and I, I kind of forced myself to read it because you know even though I didn't understand that much back then, there I, I would come across every every so often I would come across a really like solid nugget that I can apply immediately, and that's another beauty about trading. It's like you don't just read the book and like oh this doesn't apply and throw, toss it off. You know if you if you read it enough, it's like repetition. It's a thing of like repetition. So if you if you read it enough, go over the material enough. You can, and then you go over other stuff. You're able to like bring it, puzzle it together, and it's like, oh, then it clicks. So this was one of those books. Now, um, I I, I read it. Uh, I went over it briefly before I'm making this podcast, and now I get it a lot more. Obviously, right? It's been a few years, but um, it's it's really good. Uh, I found out about the book through my um, Michael Good, which was uh, he's a mentor emeritus in the Tim Challenge uh. Uh, what do you call it? Courses and uh, really knowledgeable guy. Um, I can see how this he—he's like really, really robotic in his trading. He likes SEC filings and stuff, and you know he's so I could see him um, really benefiting from this book. So you know, different different systems for different people. You know what I mean? Like I just uh, went over Market Wizards today with uh, Michael Matthews, and he's very systematic, uh, data driven. Um, you know, I'm I'm not as much. I'm more a little artsy, whatever. So you know what I mean, uh, because of my background with architecture, like a science and art, and and like that's the way I see the world. So like whatever whatever you know, you can relate to and relate the, the market to. Uh, that's what you want to go for. That's why it's good to read these books and and uh and uh and see what what works. Um, all right, so. He was, talks about this book as a stepping stone for more research, using this book for yourself for a stepping stone for more research. And, uh, you know, you got to apply his strategies, whatever strategies you use with discipline, of course. Um, I liked his, his halt and bankrupt st- strategies. I'm going to go over that in a second. So he would um look for a bankrupt company that would halt and then it would go down and then it would like double up real fast. You know, it would, it would bounce immediately and then continue the fade. Um... I've seen that in the in the market, you know, when something halts and it opens up a uh, few hundred percentage points red, they they tend to bounce, you know, they tend to halt back up. Even, you know what I mean. So it's it's uh it still applies today. That applies uh, still today. Uh, yeah, he he just took a, a like twenty. So when he was at this hedge fund, from my understanding, he was um really doing a lot of simulation. He would gather tons of. Data simulated, see what the results were. Data simulated, see what the results were. And back then, you know, he was at a hedge fund, so he had access to this kind of stuff, the the technology. But not anymore. Now every now the 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 field has changed. You know, you got Spike Eat, this um data software that I, I interviewed the the founder of that on one of my earlier podcasts. You got um I use Trader Sync. You got Trader View. It breaks down all your data. You can see. You can even simulate it. You can use paper trading, simulated trading. Uh, Thinkorswim that I have right here has like an on-demand feature. You can rewind during the day, go over your trade. So you can really trade like a hedge fund on your own today. You know what I mean? But then again, also the hedge funds themselves now they got algorithms. They got ways to counter. You know, uh, I was talking with Michael Matthews earlier today about how like the crowd gets involved and makes all the patterns morph into like something crazy, something new that's unexpected. Because it's like a stampede coming through. Like how do you, you know, you can't really make sense of it. But now like the hedge funds now, 
they got algorithms that kind of take all that behavioral finance and behavioral uh, way the, of the crowd and they implement it. They got like these, they got really smart people in there who are working with algorithms to, 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 to use that, to use that uh, for their, for their advantage. Anyway, okay, so this is my little notebook over here. Let me go over the book. Uh, yeah, a few more minutes. All right, so the first one I have marked, the bread and butter trade, playing gaps. So I like this one a lot. He uh, he has like the gap up strategies. Um, he I, I like so I, I interacted with him in his podcast uh, last year during COVID. He was doing like a podcast every day, and some people he's like, hey, if you want, and this is not even about stocks or anything. This is about like his other books. And he's like, you know, if you want, if you, if you, you want to get paid, well, you told somebody straight up. He's like, just look for stocks that are gapping down 10% and buy them. And then if you, if, and then if it stocks going up 10%, short them. This was like in the middle of coronavirus. Uh, he's, he's saying this on the Instagram live, but, um, and I don't think he trades that much anymore, but anyway, yeah, he talks about the bread and butter playing the gaps and like filling the gaps, uh, really old school. I don't know if you can see that really old school charts here um yeah filling the gap strategies five percent with uh gap so he broke down all the percentages five percent gap ten percent gap uh whatever percent gap all right then he talks about on this one that i mentioned the buy the, um buying the bankruptcies so he talks about united airlines went bankrupt december 9 2002 he was in the process of moving home blah 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 when looking at more bankruptcies, I saw this was not an uncommon pattern. Okay, so he shorted at one hundred nine, only to watch it tw- quickly go to two dollars. So he he did the opposite at first. He shorted it at first, thinking it's a bankrupt company. Then it goes up. Then he's like, "Wait a second, I could buy these." I'm pretty sure. So let's see. So many people anticipated the bankruptcy with the thought of that the shares would then automatically be worth zero. That immediately after the halts lifted, a short squeeze occurs. So you see so many shorts pile in thinking it's going to zero. It actually, a positive, a negative and a negative equals a positive. It's crazy. You know, I never understood that. Like when I was in middle school, negative and negative, like what? I just like, I'll just do it like for to solve the problem. But now I kind of understand. It's like, okay, negative and negative equals a positive. Short seller, short seller equals price goes up, you know? Um, Yeah, he goes over that. That's pretty cool. And then finally, uh, you know, I don't want, I like to keep these like 10 minutes. So finally, he talks about the turtles. And I want to read that. So the slow turtle. So he came up with his own turtle thing, but he goes over the turtles in general. And uh, yeah, I'm going to end it with that. So probably no trading system in existence that has produced as much cult like fever as the turtle trading system originally developed by Richard Dennis and William Eckhart. And now being used by possibly hundreds of hedge funds to manage currency, stocks, and commodities. The original story goes that Eckhart convinced was convinced that trading couldn't be taught, and Dennis was convinced that they that it could be. They made a bet and used very minimal criteria to select a group of students to teach. These students became the original turtles. They named the turtle system. They named named after the turtle system that they were taught. That yeah. And most of them went on to manage fairly impressive funds. All of them were sworn to secrecy by the details of the original system. However, I doubt at this point any of them use that system. And if they do, it's certainly not this, the version we want to be using. The, tur- the Turtles trade trends. 
Basically, if a commodity stock is breaking new highs, the idea is that the momentum should continue and you should just ride the asset until it's no longer making new highs. By trading a basket of uncorrelated markets, you are taking advantage of the fact at any given point somewhere in the financial universe, something is in a bull market. Okay, anyway, he came up with his own turtle system using the you know the foundation of the other of the original turtles which i found super interesting and i mentioned this in the other podcast when i'm interviewing tim um i think tim is like you know tim gets a lot of bad rap but i think he gets he he uh he's like the new version of uh of richard dennis in a way anyway um i'm gonna try to do a couple of books uh more very soon maybe tonight i don't know i want to go over the candlesticks the japanese candlesticks and japanese candlestick trading techniques of um what's his name uh steve neeson you know got a lot of books to cover got a lot of books and i want to i want to get them all down because i i get the most out of this because uh i just rewind to the the podcast and i go over it and now i now i really get the book in so yeah thanks for listening to the friendly bear book club i'll see you guys later that concludes today's episode make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find The Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to The Friendly Bear Podcast.